Welcome to the Staying Asians podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about how breath work can transform your health and increase your lifespan. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give a brief rundown of what breath work is about. How many of us pay conscious attention to our breathing? Whether or not you think about breathing or not, it happens. However, did you know that being intentional about your breathing can bring amazing benefits? Today, I'll be discussing some of these benefits, and later, we'll be chatting with our expert for today, the incredible Parveen Penoir. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and so much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Today, I want to start with what is breathwork in the first place? Well, breathwork is a group of exercises that teaches you how to manipulate your breathing, thereby bringing awareness to your breath and giving you the health benefits that come with mindful breathing. Many of us are only consciously minded about our breathing when we practice yoga or we're meditating. It's really good to know, though, that just practicing breathwork on its own by itself can have powerful effects on the mind and body. While many are just being exposed to the idea of breathwork, studies have shown that the world has been practicing breathwork for years and years, dating all the way back to ancient India. There was a similar concept also in Chinese medicine. How does breathing actually take place? Well, when you breathe, you activate your nervous and cardiovascular systems, and inhaling and exhaling regulates and restores your body. The main muscle responsible for breathing is our diaphragm. The diaphragm is a dome-shaped muscle that contracts when you inhale. It pushes on the abdomen and causes the lower ribs to go up and out, making the rib cage expand. This in turn makes the lungs inflate. And when you exhale, the reverse happens and the diaphragm returns to its resting position and the air in the lungs is expelled through the nose or the mouth. Taking some time out each day to practice breathwork exercises can make you calmer, reduce stress, and give you more energy. These benefits to your health obviously help to also promote longevity. Let's talk about some of the benefits that mindful breathing brings to you in addition. So it improves respiratory illnesses or diseases. It helps elevate your mood and reduces stress. The calming effect that comes with it can give you greater relaxation and therefore sounder sleep. Actually, my Chinese medicine doctor taught me a method of deep breathing that actually will put me to sleep if I'm having restless night and I can't fall asleep. It can also help you correct your posture. These days we sit for hours and hours in front of computers, talking all the time. And when we practice deep breathing techniques, it can actually give us better posture because we have to keep our ribcage in a certain uh, area. We have to keep our posture good. Our ribcage expands and it also corrects our shoulder, uh, the way we're holding our shoulders. It also improves blood pressure and circulation. And some studies show that it enhances learning and cognitive performance. It improves balance, endurance, and can improve athletic performance. Very important for athletes. 
Given all of these benefits, um, I'm sure you want to breathe more. (laughs) Well, for breathwork exercises to work, you have to understand poor breathing and how to avoid it. Poor breathing is short, shallow, and high up in the chest. When we're trying to breathe optimally, this includes longer, deeper breaths that occur low in the abdomen. When you breathe from your chest, your breaths are automatically going to be short and shallow because they're only scooping up the air from the tops of your lungs. The bottoms of your lungs are bigger and fuller, and that's where your lungs store most of the air, and it's where you want to gather your breath every time you inhale. Here's some breathing exercises you can try out to improve your breathing overall. The first one is box breathing. This is a common breathing technique. You breathe in to the count of four, hold to the count of four, and breathe out to the count of four, and then hold to the count of four. This process is repeated over and over from anywhere between 5 to 20 minutes. Then there's 478 breathing. This is similar to box breathing, but the counts are different. So you start by exhaling, and then you take a fresh breath in through your nose to a count of four. Hold your breath at the top for seven counts. And then exhale any negative energy out for a full count of eight. Then there's diaphragmatic breathing. This is a deep breathing technique that focuses on deep inhales where you not only feel your chest, but also your belly. This is why diaphragmatic breathing also is referred to as abdominal breathing or belly breathing. The next is alternate nostril breathing. This is a method used to promote relaxation and stress reduction. In alternate nostril breathing, you use your nose only and you breathe in through one nostril and out through the other nostril and continue to alternate. Yogic breathing techniques are numerous, some of which are called ujjayi breathing, pranayama breathing, and three-part breathing. All right, all right, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guest for today. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all-new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's Clean Starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and Candida and Parasites Be Gone for those who are ready to kick Candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs, and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. 
<laughs> the beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jump start on raw, I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Evolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code RAWGIRL to receive a discount on your first purchase. Parveen Penoir, aka Mr. Activated, is a lifestyle impact-focused entrepreneur, an angel investor, a yoga, holistic health, breathing, and meditation specialist. Mr. Activated wants to use his knowledge, experience, and inner voice to help awaken others to live happier, healthier, and more meaningful lives. He teaches people about how to reshape their mindset, uncover their inner strength, and motivation to create a life of a higher purpose. Mr. Activated is dedicated to launching programs and technologies to help with PTSD, stress, depression, anxiety, weight loss, chronic diseases, and other health-related issues in many other areas, which are stopping so many people from reaching their full potential. Mr. Activated's mission is to move humanity forward by connecting people with their deepest power and helping them unleash their full potential. I'm really excited to have you on my show, Parveen. Thank you for coming on Staying Ageless. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. Thank you. I appreciate it. So you have a really, really inspiring story. and it's. But I like your story because it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to go achieve all this worldly success stuff. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm going to come from a background that, that was probably challenging. And then I will achieve all this worldly success stuff. But then I get there and then I'm like, that actually wasn't exactly what it was all cut up to be. And it seemed like you, you, you found purpose in the middle of feeling like maybe what is all this financial stuff about? I don't know. I want to hear more about just that, what, what that was like for you and what some of the highlights. No, definitely. You know, growing up in a household, my, my dad has an alcohol addiction. Nice, very nice person. But, you know, when you are drinking substance, you know, um, you are a different person at that time. So, you know, faced a lot of challenges in terms of like, you know, seeing life uh, from a different perspective, getting scared, understanding fear firsthand. And then thinking, you know, obviously, when you grow up, you know, you want to be away from all this. And at the same time, when you have so many good things, like materialistic things, you will be able to solve a lot of problems, right? You know, you want to grow up, you want to become something, you want to have houses, you want to have cars and everything else. So, you know, um, growing up in that environment, you know, so you want to get out of the environment, but then you want to get into a different environment, right? Because that's what everyone does. You know, people think, you know, I'm born in this and I want to get out of this because we, at that time, we don't know the deeper meaning of life. We see one environment and we use that environment to say, basically, we don't want to be part of this environment. We want to be part of a different environment. But the different environment is a discovery process, right? So for me, it is more about like, you know, 
finding a business and becoming an entrepreneur and then having money and to be able to do things, right? But then when, when I reached that level, then you understand, I mean, I'm only developing meaning in outer space, basically things that are physical, you know, outside. And these things can easily vanish. Like, you know, like I said to you, basically things can happen in life and life always are different things at different times. So I, I felt great having these things, but after a while, but you know, uh, once you achieve the success, once you go climb one mountain, you, after you jump for a while, you're like, okay, now what's next? <laughs> right? right. So it's kind of the feeling and, you know, and that's what happened with a lot of entrepreneurs these days, you know, they keep on going on the next level because it gives them the adrenaline, right? You have to get there. So I think, and I think in, in a way it's, it's a good thing because it gives you that um, basically focus in terms of keep going and developing new things in this world, but you lose yourself internally you lose substance and that's what's happening with the current entrepreneurs. So when I was um, at a retreat, when I saw we were talking to other entrepreneurs, everybody kind of spoke in the same way. Then I realized I'm part of the same mess. So now mm. I need to come out of this. You know, I, I, I can still be a good entrepreneur. I can still be a good person. I can still have things around me, but at the same time, I can still be more connected deeply, have more better meaning in life. And that's what inspired me to kind of, you know, my purpose found itself within all this, you know, conflicts of interest in terms of like, you know, the entrepreneurship, my background and other entrepreneurs, the people I was with. So, you know, and now I realize that a lot of people need that, this awakening because we cannot be uh, performing in a sleeping state, which is only controlled by the physical thing, not the energies and the vibration that we all made of. Yes. Yes. So, Tell me, what does it mean to be activated? So you're Mr. Activated. No, exactly. So, you know, um, so once again, uh, if you think about it, in chemistry, what does the activation mean? You know, activation energy, right? You push something and you activate it in a different form, right? So the basic amount of energy that is required to have something get done, it's activation energy. So the way I consider activation is basically, we all have been living a lifestyle, basically, where we, I, I feel like, you know, after a long time when I, when I open my eyes, is a lifestyle that is not awakened. So activationing is basically awakening the positive activity into you, awakening the inner internal connection into you, and basically activating your energies and your environment and your mind to a highest living rather than, uh, you know, small mind living and being more positive, being present in the moment. And the, the way I divided that into is my five methods. So the first is breathing. And I will talk about that because that's, how, that's what makes activation. Breathing is very important. I mean, without breath, there's no life. Breath is life. Some people think breath is life, you know, that I'm breathing, I'm living, and I don't have to focus on it. That's where we are wrong. Because breathing affects every cells of our physical body, everything that happens inside it. The way we breathe. When you are stressed, your breathing is shallow. When you're happy, when you have a joy mood, your breathing is full because, you, you know, you're, you're, it's affecting every single thing. So breath is first part of the method, mm-hmm. uh, activation. You have to understand the breathing. I feel like everybody has s- same amount of breaths in their life. Until something drastic happens in your life, you're hit by the bus or something like that. If you're living a normal life, you and I have a same amount of breaths that we're going to take our life in our lifetime. The only difference is, because of a life, our lifestyle, 
one of us may end up taking the breaths too quickly and one might take its time, right? Mm. So if you look at the blue zones, you, I'm pretty sure you have heard about the blue zones and the, all the beautiful diet right. they eat. Once again, if you talk to those people, what do they talk about? They always say the community. They're mm-hmm. happy. So they are basically slowing down their breathing that what, what it has been allocated to them over 100 and 110 years. That is a really cool way of thinking about that. <laughs> exactly. Like one, that's why I, I was very clear. Unless you are hit by the bus or something else, less, you can't, I can't predict that part. But only thing right. I can say is if we maintain the lifestyle where we bring all these good emotions to ourselves, community to ourselves, eat good food, and understand breathing not just as a tool for living, but as a tool that we can consciously activate to affect every cells in our body. So that's the first part of the method. Second is meditation. Mm-hmm. Once again, meditation is all about slowing down your brain waves, going deeper, disconnecting from outside and connecting back to inside. Now, I don't have to mention all these benefits. People know that your brain waves are affected, your slow down, your stress is gone down. Everything goes into very calm state. So that's the second part of being activated, you know, to be able to connect deeply. The third part is attention. I mean, it's it's true. And I'm I'm the victim of that too. I mean, sometimes I'm talking to somebody, I'm thinking of something else. I'm doing something, I'm thinking, mind is always chattering. Doesn't matter where you are. You're shopping, you're talking, you're sitting down. It's always going on. So right. the only thing I do is, I can't block it, stop it, use a hockey stick. Only thing I can do is I just remind myself every time consciously I understand that I'm going away in the wild. I just remind myself, hey, Praveen, you have to go back to this. This is where your focus should be. So I'm not hard on myself saying, oh, my God, pushing myself. But being conscious, every time I become conscious, I remind myself. So I'm training my body and my mind again and again. Look. I have to be back to the moment because life is happening right now. It's not happening yesterday. It's not happening tomorrow. So that's the third part of it. Mm. Now, the fourth part of the activation is endurance. It's very important. I mean, everybody wants quick fix. Something goes wrong. Oh, can you fix it? Oh, I'm, I'm not feeling well today. Can you give me uh, 10 of these, uh, you know, aspirin or whatever? I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better right now. So what happens in during this is we lose the element of strength. We were born strong, you know. If you look at a kid, you know, they breathe properly, they do everything right, and they are always in the moment, and they're always doing things, you know, and they fight, and then after that, they come and hug you because that's how we're supposed to be. But what happens is over time, the lifestyle we lead, everything that we do, it becomes a quick fix. And when we become a quick fix, we lose the capability of strength. That's why it's always good to do, a, you know, be, uh, always good to stretch yourself. Test your limits. Endurance mm. is very important, like, you know, and, and that's, that's the win. The last part is, look, we are, we are social animals. We are human beings. Mm. The best feelings that come to us is when we give back. When you do something good for someone, when you go out and help someone volunteer, help your family member, the best feelings come into us, the feeling of joy, a feeling of satisfaction. So that's so when we mm. combine all that five methods, we create an activated lifestyle which is free of stress, 
which is basically invoking all our internal powers that are sleeping for a long time and bringing us back into this moment where life is happening. I, I love that so much. I think that, you know, the meditation, the breath, the attention, that's just breaking down mindfulness in general into these little pieces that you can just think of, you know, how do I get these small things into my day? And then the other thing that I would note is that, you know, the the breathing and the meditation and even the attention, all of those things are really important to deactivate that sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, and get into that parasympathetic nervous system, which automatically is going to make you stress less, which automatically is going to, if you do it over time for a long time, is going to lead to longevity. Again, unless you get by a bus. <laughs> Disclaimer. Right, right, right. right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. See, you never know what, what's ahead. But what you know is you can really help yourself consciously to become a better version of yourself. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So how did... How did you start paying attention to your breath in the first place? I feel like a lot of us live on autopilot and I struggle a lot with clients who literally are just like, I woke up and I got this diagnosis and it's like, no, your body was probably giving you signs along the way, but you just ignored them. You weren't really paying attention. So what makes you stop and go, let me start paying attention to my breath? That's a very good question. I think um, there comes a point in life where you are in a discovery mode, finding better stuff. So the way I found is like, you know, I, I'm from an Indian background. I mean, all this breath, uh, all this uh, chakras, everything comes from, from India, meditation. So the fact is, you know, I had some knowledge of it initially, but obviously knowledge without practice is, is nothing. So the knowledge was there, but I wasn't practicing it actively. And then when I start to awaken and see through where I was because I was seeing myself in other entrepreneurs and people who were acting the same way as me, I became more aware and I then started to pay attention on those, um, the knowledge that I have in terms of, and finding more knowledge in terms of breath work, um, connecting deeper, finding out what is the importance of breath work? How can it really help? Is it why was Indian yogis used to do two hours of breath work every day? Why hmm. they were able to influence all their systems through breathwork from their automatic, autonomic uh, nervous systems. And they were able to um, prove everything. So right now, people talk about science. In 1960s, one of the Indian yogis, his name was Swami Rama, came to America. And he was able to stop his heart for 17 seconds. Oh, my on, God. Yeah, you can, you can find information later on. His name is Swami Rama. And you can look on YouTube. He was able to stop his heart for 17 seconds on will. How? Through breath work. Swami wow. Rama was, was able to put himself into delta waves within within a minute because of the influence or because of influence autonomous nervous system. So wow. all this education was there. So what that means is the breath allows us to go deeper. The breath allows us to influence our ATP energy, our mitochondria, everything, the oxygen. So once again, I tell someone, it's not about taking in as much oxygen as possible, you know, so you, you get right. energy. It's about taking the oxygen the right way. So if you take the oxygen to your diaphragm and it fills your lungs up properly and goes to every part of your cell properly, if it's delivered to the cell properly in the right manner, that means you have efficiently taken in oxygen. So the breath work was part of how efficiently we can influence our systems. And the more we influence the system, the more control we have. And that's how, the, you know, Swami Rama was able to uh, 
have control all over his autonomic nervous systems and control the temperature of the body. He could even he could even increase the pinky, the little finger temperature to about 10 degrees Fahrenheit within seconds. Yeah, and you'll say, yeah, can you believe it? I, I know. That's what excited me. That's what like, you know what? How wow. powerful are we? How powerful wow. are we? And I, I just give you a small examples for everyone who's looking for some of the information. Some simple. By doing the right amount of breath work and learning about your breathing, you can increase insulin sensitivity. Sensitivity. You can lower mm-hmm. the blood sugar. You can increase tissue oxygenation, improve your immune system tremendously, restore autonomic balance in your body, reduce inflammation, reduce oxidative stress, reduce anxiety and panic. Obviously, on demand, you can go into parasympathetic system. Improve your mental performance, improve your focus, psychological resolution, resilience, and your circulations. So everything, the way your blood flow in your body, everything can be... Um, can be balanced, can be changed, just through simple understanding the breath work. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, what? So you, I mean, you've shown me, speaking of temperature changes, you, you sent me this picture of you and you were meditating and you were like in your swimming trunks and it was like somewhere freezing where there was snow on the ground. And I was like, okay, I'm really, I can do cold showers. I'm into the idea of cryotherapy, but that is amazing. And you're basically doing all of that, sitting there meditating and not freezing to death because of your breath? Exactly. Uh, You can activate the heat system in your body through the breath. The breath can generate heat internally. I mean, it's uh, if you breathe the right way, and I think it's all about visualization too. You're breathing it, you're visualizing the heat. You're breathing it, you're letting the heat. So, you know, and I mean, try yourself. If you just keep breathing right now, if you sit and you keep breathe, and then, you know, hold your breath and squeeze your body, right, with the breath at the same time, and then you visualize heat, you will start to notice, well, it's, it ain't that bad. You know, I can, I, you know, I can understand and I can maintain a body temperature. So I think it's all about that. And also, once again, endurance you start to understand, you know what, it's just cold, you know, and it, it is harsh, but it's nothing more than cold. And then mm-hmm. the mindset changes. It, it, I'll give you one example. In 1960s, mm-hmm. if somebody was running five miles, it was like, oh my God, that person won't be able to run six miles. It's not humanly possible. Just an example. Then right. comes a guy with a 10 miles. Wow, is it possible? Right. Oh, nobody can run more than that. Then comes the guy with 20 miles. Oh, well, this is the top of the end we have reached now. Then the 30 miles. Now people can run 100 miles and right. 120 miles. The fact is, human brain just need to understand our capability. Belief system. Once the belief system is there and you understand how powerful you are, there are chemical changes automatically that allow you to happen. So when... In hundred years ago, things that we couldn't do, it wasn't like that we, we weren't capable enough at that time. The human and his, uh, brain didn't think it was reachable at that time. The moment we believe it's reachable, we can do it. And it's mm. like every, every, every record. Why does record get broken? It's because we know that there is a way that we practice, we work hard, we train our mind, we can break it. So 
it's all about influencing their mind and believing in something that can be done. And once that belief is there, there is a way it will find its way to get done. That makes sense. Wow. Did you go and study breathwork techniques or were you literally just like, I'm about to pay attention to my breath and I'm just going to keep experimenting with it in meditation and stuff like that? I started with experimentation and then I started finding books and knowledge on ancient India pranama techniques. And then from there, I started um, focusing on, on some of those techniques. I started changing some of those techniques, started implementing them, creating my own techniques by mixing some of those techniques. So that's how it is. Basically experimenting kind of things. Okay. Okay. So for the average person, where do you think is a really good place to start? Well, first, uh, for average person, the best place to start is, first of all, start focusing on your breath and see where you're breathing from. Are you breathing too fast? Are you breathing uh, how, how many times a minute you're breathing? And also mm-hmm. see where you're breathing from. Are you breathing from your uh, belly? Are you breathing from your chest? The maximum amount of oxygen that comes through our lungs, to our cells, is through when you take the breath through your diaphragm, which is through your um, basically belly. You know, when you fill up that area and you take the breath, that is the most efficient way of breathing because you get the most amount of oxygen. So once again, you and I talked about it. It's not about how much oxygen you want to fill in. It's about how efficiently you want to take oxygen. No, that makes sense. And and this show, we, we focus on a lot of things related to longevity and the reason why, like for me, it makes sense that a lot of people who live a long time I noticed that they, a lot of them have a very positive mental attitude and they, you know, sometimes they have faith of some sort or they meditate, they pray, but it's kind of like what you were saying, which I love the way that you were talking about it in that, like, we all maybe have around the same number of breaths, but some of us are going to take them too fast, but they've somehow figured a way to live their life in a way that they're slowing down their breath throughout their lifespan. See, a hundred percent. Breath is the king of the mind. And Mm. I always say that it's very important because if your mind is not feeling or going sideways, if you breathe for five minutes, your mind will be like, thank you. So you can overcome that. And the emotions, it's a cycle. You think something bad is going to happen. Your breathing becomes slow. When the breathing becomes slow, it goes back, a loop goes back to your mind and your mind feels worse then the worst mind makes your breathing more slower and then the loop goes back so do you see mm-hmm. there's a loop back between the mind and the breath and the mind and the breath and mind and the breath and how you feel so in order to get out of the loop you need to cut something so you need to cut the loop and the way you cut the loop is by activating the parasympathetic nervous system by slowly breathing and just connecting with your breath hmm. No, that is a, a that is really I just it's just all like hitting me like well we always talk about at least in health and wellness we talk about the gut brain axis a lot because people have there's a lot of connections between gut issues and mental instability and all that stuff when you throw in the whole mind thing this is like a whole other system you realize there's multiple factors that are affecting the way our brain is working and how we're reacting to things yes. No, I, I, I completely, it's all a connection. Even, even the gut health, you know, just an example. Mm. We, we all talk about gut health. Think about it. How, have you ever noticed when you are anxious or you're fearful, something happens in your gut? A lot of people end up going to toilet about 15 times or 10 times. Yes. 
so right i mean trust me everybody has experienced that i mean you know i'm sure sweaty sweaty palms um itchy uh, sides and and so this is all so all everything is interconnected even the gut health is connected to your breath because end of the day if you are breathing calmly if you are breathing air slow up and down in a wave form then your gut is also feeling the same level of calmness and that means mm. your gut is able to perform at its best capacity because it's not agitated so that's what people have to understand also breath is very important um, because it increases your heart rate variability so i just give you example if i breathe like this if you look at the heart rate variability and now scientists are very very curious about that in india they knew about that 7000 years ago wow. right now the scientists are very curious about heart variability like, oh my god this is magical this can solve everything how does heart you can control that heart rate variability for example if you're like i'm in a fear right now so my heart rate is going like this this is un basically it's like form that can you know that is like you know going everywhere pretty much very ugly graph yes now when now you can have a heart rate variability machine and test and if you do this put your a hand on one stomach and put one hand on the chest and slowly 5 second up and 5 second down what are you doing is when you going 5 second up to and 5 second down look at your waves so you are controlling in a uniform rhythmic way yeah. so increasing your heart rate variability so amazing and that's what a good emotion does when you are joyful when you are happy when you are grateful those emotion brings these types of waves so if you go back to um blue zones the people who live 105 years old even if they don't understand breath work much they do understand the emotions of gratitude and love and community so what happens is indirectly they are forming those waves continuously so they are they are in harmony with the body yeah. and the environment and that's where that's how they get to live that long ah so good and i really felt that so i just recently went to Sierra Leone and then decided that I was going to I'm going back again very shortly and I decided I'm going to start spending a lot more time in Freetown Sierra Leone and one of the things that impacted me so profoundly was just how much community there was and how concerned everyone even people I didn't even know very well were about me and how that made me feel and then how that made me move through the world and how much st- less stress I had just because it was like something would happen someone would volunteer to take you to the doctor or someone's like oh my god let me help you with this and i'm like this is the way life is supposed to be i find that in america it's just very individualistic but i it was important for me to be reminded of 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 what it's like in africa because the root like our root um you know our community is just it's everything's very communal everyone is very in everyone's business so and there can be pros and cons but i see more pros i mean there was this young boy who was helping me um while i was shooting something there and he starts telling me the story of his grandfather who lived to 126 living by number 2 beach simple life you know but he was breathing in the ocean air and he was grounding every day and 
not maybe he didn't have a lot of money, but he was eating whole foods. And, you know, I'm like, see, that makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. It does. And I think it's very important. If you look at the Italy, uh, I think the blue zones of Italy, yeah. same thing, you know, the community, they have small wine together, you know, they have the, the pasta, you know, all these people talk about carbs these days. Oh my God, carbs are bad for you. And right. all these, every person who is 105 years old, apparently eats pasta and Indian bread and is unstoppable, you know, and it's yeah. it just, I think we are focusing too much on the carbs, but we are less focusing too much on what's happening inside and how mm. we are digesting mm. and how our guts and everything and mind is working. I think that's where the focus is. And I, I once again, I do understand, you know, importance of protein a whole mm -hmm. full diet and everything. I do understand all that. But if you look at those people who live till 105 years old or 120, they don't have a pen and paper that they're writing down. Oh my God, today I had three carbs. <laughs> no. They're not. They're not. They're living their best lives. They're literally just living. So they're not doing that. And I think that is what we need to understand. We, we are in a society of Google. What that means yeah. is, uh, my nose is itchy. Let me type on Google. Oh, it might be no, no it might be nose <laughs> cancer. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> this is what we are living in. And that's so those people here, when when those people who are living to 120, when their nose is itchy, they, you know what they're saying? Oh, right, let me scratch the itch. That's it. <laughs> so we we are too much into things. We are finding too much information, too easily available. We're not trusting our internal self. We are creating some of these diseases ourselves because we are we are looking so hard to find them that they begin to appear. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I say that all the time. That is so good because it's people and and I talk to my doctor colleagues about this too because that's we talk about how it matters how health professionals talk to people because the mind is so powerful that if someone tells you you have two months to live and you believe it, it could actually happen. So it's like, it's important to keep our minds guarded from the information, you know, the stuff coming at us. I can't remember the name of the guy. It was 1960. This guy had some type of cancer. Yeah. And, and there was a medicine that was approved for that cancer. Ox, Oxytin, I can't remember that. But I will just give you the substance of it. And the guy, when the medicine was approved, the doctor told the guy that this medicine will be able to cure you completely. The guy took the medicine, and then after two weeks, the tumor of the can, whatever it was, disappeared. And he was like really happy, and the doctors were like, "Oh my god, amazing!" But then the scientific study came out, and they found out that medicine was not that it's supposed to be. It's actually mm -hmm. creating more problems. Then mm -hmm. the guy read that paper, and the cancer came back. No. Then again, there's another thing happened. The doctor said, "Well, I think maybe this medicine is effective in some way." And the guy went back home and he became healthy again. But then the FDA completely destroyed the medicine by saying this was the worst medicine ever. And then he couldn't take it, he died. So at one point, his belief, and the other point, his I will send you the story. Actually, you know what? I heard the story and yeah. I found the story. I will send that to you so you can wow. see it later on. Yeah. Because I couldn't remember the name of the person and name of the medicine. So I'll send that to you. It's, it's actually listed in a lot of places. Okay. And so what do you say of that? It was a belief. On one end, he believed he's going to get well. And on the other end, he was like, oh, my God. So that's where the placebos work. Placebos are very important. 
And and I think what we need to learn is, as friends, as a society, how do we give placebos to each other? Mm. How do we give that? You know, I went to India uh, recently, so I met a friend from old time, and he told me, oh my God, Praveen, you look so thin, and uh, I hope you're okay, you don't have any disease. So he was not giving me a placebo, he was giving me opposite of placebo. Mm. But my mind was like, I, t- I, I completely said, oh, I said, no, 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 no. I am in the prime of my life, full of energy, and I'm right. I feel great. But right. at one point in my life, if somebody said that to me, I would have gone and checked on Google. Why mm-hmm. Why at age of something that I'm losing weight? And the Google would oh. have given me 60,000 diseases, and I would have probably taken the diseases for a fact. And then, so it's, it's, it's about learning how to give placebo to each other. That's what mm. true friends are. That's what that's what the community is. So when you go back to Africa, so when the communities are together, when they're laughing, they're giving each other placebos. Yes, yes, yes. And I feel like mine, at least starting from my 20s, I was like, let me find all the evidence and, and gather all this evidence. And, and I believe that I can actually age very slowly. So I'm going to go find all these people who've done that. And I'm going to focus on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, basically agree. yeah i agree and pe- uh, pe- people get too much attached to oh my god you got white hair you're aging no i know people who had white hair when they were 30 years old and they are now 100 so yes. people get attached to appearances you should really look at your age from inside mm, that's good wow based on your personal and professional experience what now would be your definition of success it's, a, it's actually a very, very, very good question. Uh, my definition of success would be how many people around me are um, well, better off because of me and how satisfied I feel inside when I close my eyes and I have no attachment to anything in this world. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's the definition. It's because, you know, um, a great car would have been a definition of success for me a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But a great car doesn't help the community around me. It doesn't elevate other people around me. And when the car is older, like everything else, which is you know impermanent, then I will find something else to make me happy. And then something else. So the success is about how do I change environment around me and how do I change environment inside of me? That's what success to me is. I love that so much. Where can people find you online? They can look up at Mr. Activator on Instagram, Mr. Activator on Twitter. By the way, my Twitter account was hacked by a Bitcoin uh, person. So now oh, finally no. I got it. <laughs> so I finally got it back. He was putting all the Bitcoins on it. So please don't follow any of that. But yeah, Mr. Activated on Facebook. And uh, once again, you know, uh, you all have activation inside of you. And mm. we all are Mr. or Mrs. Activated inside of us, each other. Yeah. We just have to help activate each other. I love it. Thank you so much, Parveen. You're the bomb.com. Thank you. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know by now that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? 
Moringa has 92 nutrients and 46 antioxidants, and every part of the amazing plant can be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face twice a day, and then I also use Moringa powder to add to my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from an amazing company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part? Every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. Yes, child, to date they have planted over 2 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, all right. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at TheRawGirl, or contact me via my website, TheRawGirl.com. Today's question is from Sam via Instagram, who says, how do emotions affect my holistic health? Hi, Sam. That's an awesome question. Uh, They affect your health a great deal. We should talk about this way more. Our emotions are tied to our stress levels. Obviously, we know that stress activates the sympathetic nervous system. And when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, the body can't heal. And so we don't want to be in fight or flight mode. And so we want to actually try to keep our emotions as balanced as possible when possible. But we also need to allow the free flowing of emotions so that we can process these emotions healthy and our body doesn't get stagnated by them. I notice in my clients that emotions and traumas can also cause disease when they're not processed properly. And so it's really important that you have a way to express yourself. If you are sad, if you are angry, you can let it out versus holding it in or using food to medicate or drugs to medicate or other things to make yourself feel better. We also need to know that our emotions and our gut health are super connected because of the gut-brain axis. So we want to pay attention to whether or not we're having some symptoms that maybe we have an imbalanced gut flora, maybe parasitic infection, candida, anything like that. There are also certain emotional states that point to health imbalance, and Chinese medicine very clearly looks at how our emotions are tied to imbalance in health, and also the state of our internal organs. Like our spleen is connected to anger and respiratory issues can be connected to grief and so on. And so that's super fascinating in Chinese medicine. So as you can see, our emotions are very much a part of our health. They can sometimes point to health imbalance. If processed incorrectly, they can lead to disease or imbalances. So we should take care to process them correctly, let them out not hold them in, and also um, make sure that they're not giving us a sign that something in the body is actually off itself. I hope that helps you. 
Okay, y'all, it's time to close out this show. If you take only one thing from this episode and the inspired conversation with our guest, I hope you remember that breathing matters and taking time to breathe deeply can go a long way to changing your emotional and internal state if you're under pressure. We live in a world now where medicating with food, drugs, etc. becomes the go-to outlet for stress. But if you can teach yourself to stop, sit, and breathe deeply, you will be practicing a major key to a long and healthy life. Breathing calms us, and deep and mindful breathing even increases our lifespan. Today, I leave you with a quote from a yogic text. When the breath is unsteady, all is unsteady. When the breath is still, all is still. Control the breath carefully. Inhalation gives strength and a controlled body. Retention gives steadiness of mind and longevity. Exhalation purifies body and spirit. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at therawgirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. To watch the interviews on video from this and past podcast episodes, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash therawgirl. 